I'm Christian Blood. 55 And it's that time for the Jack Riccardi Show. Good afternoon, Jack. Good afternoon, Christian. I'm not going to put you on the spot now. I'll give you an hour to think about it. Okay. But today we are looking for dad jokes. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I for need example, all the time I can get. For example, uh, where do Captain Kirk and Dr. McCoy from Star Trek work out? Mm, I give up. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I'm going to go break some news. There you go. We all do what we do best. All right. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to our dreadful little show. If you have a dad joke, call it in, 210-599-5555, or shoot me an email, jack at ktsa.com. You can also uh, hit us up on Facebook. Got places for you to give your dad jokes today on the Jack Riccardi page and the 550KTSA Facebook page. So one of the big stories today is that uh, Governor Abbott is now bussing um, illegal immigrants to New York City as well as to Washington D.C. and um, the it, it's funny to me because I, I, usually politicians are slicker than this, but they're all they're all basically falling for Abbott's game. You know, he's it's like he sucked him in, and this is not a really complicated thing. So, he, and and some people don't like this, and I and I get the argument against it. I do, but he's he's. He's getting people on buses, and he's putting them up there, and he's saying, look, you Democrats in the North and the Northeast will not acknowledge the crisis that your open border policies have created in Texas. I've invited you to come see it. I've invited you to understand what we're going through and see that our response to it here in Texas is not hate-based. And you won't do it. So we're sending the problem to you. And... What's weird to me about this is, and, I, and I, I'm surprised that no one has whispered in the uh, ear of Mayor Adams in New York or Mayor Bowser in D.C., there are already illegal immigrants being shipped to these cities by the federal government. It's just that they do it on planes instead of buses. So it's not new, but the optics are different. The presentation is different, and and really, the best thing for Adams and Bowser and these others to do would be to say nothing. But they're all huffing and puffing and and uh, getting you know getting all angry and, and and they're shaking their head and furrowing their brow and saying it's it's uh, it's politics and it's a cheap stunt and all that. Um, look, I, I got news for you: politicians in both parties have been stunting with illegal immigrants since before you were born. That's just a fact. And if somebody's doing it a little better than somebody else right now, that's a temporary condition. Illegal immigrants have been the pawns of politicians going back over a 100 years. The political machines, the great uh, urban political machines in places like Kansas City and New York and Boston, they've they've been buying and selling illegal immigrants, paying them for their votes, paying them for their census numbers for years. That is not new. But what is interesting is hearing politicians who have previously spoken almost poetically and romantically about immigrants suddenly talking about them as if they're a problem. 
Mayor Adams was asked about it today, and he said, well, we're going to ask the federal government for help. Why would you need help from the federal government? The only reason a city asks the federal government for help is if something disastrous and unexpected has happened. Exactly. Another big story today, we got the jobs numbers for July, and the report was that 528,000 new jobs were created. But that's not really true. That's not really true. You've got to look at every number coming out of the federal government these days as a fabrication. They're fabricating energy numbers, oil numbers, economic numbers, jobs numbers. And, of course, they're already redefining everything, right? It's not a recession. Two, two consecutive quarters of negative growth. No, 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 that's not a recession. And they're trying to say that 528,000 new jobs means we can't be in a recession. How can we be in a recession if we have uh, over 500,000 new jobs in a month? Because they're not new jobs. And I heard an economics professor from Stanford describe it this way. We didn't create 528,000 jobs. We filled 528,000 jobs. Before COVID, and going back as far as these statistics have been kept, the government would track how many jobs there were and how many workers there were, and the numbers were usually pretty close. We usually had about the same number of jobs as we had people available to fill them. And when we had more people then we had jobs. That was obviously, those were bad times. COVID turned that around. With COVID, we had way more jobs than people to fill them. Because people had been told by politicians that it was a, it was a meritorious thing not to work. Stay home. It's patriotic. It's the right thing to do. You're saving grandma. Don't work. Work is selfish. We'll send you a check. Stay home. And people did. So the truth is that we've just distorted a marketplace that worked for decades. Now employers are having to pay through the nose to retain or attract workers. That means higher prices for you when you buy the goods and services of those businesses. They're having to desperately hang on to workers, even if those workers are late, shoddy, unreliable, because you ask any small business owner and they'll tell you right now they'd rather have a bad employee than no employee. And so what's actually happened when people have crunched these numbers is there's been a dramatic rise in the number of people who have more than one full-time job. The number of people holding two or more jobs has now hit a record high. So we have fewer people working, but more people working more than one job. That demolishes the idea that this is the surging Biden economy. And then here's another interesting data point. This comes from the uh, New York Federal Reserve. People are dipping into their credit cards more to just pay everyday bills. Remember, we heard a lot of talk about how there was all this saved-up money. We had all-time highs in personal savings during the pandemic, which was obviously because you couldn't 
do a lot of the things you normally would do or wanted to do, so people were saving more. Well, now that money, according to the New York Fed, has been spent. People have blown through the accumulated pandemic savings. And they're going into their credit cards to buy groceries or make rent payments. And here's another one. This is from the Census Bureau. It says that last month, 25 million adults in America did not have enough to eat over the preceding seven days. They measure this on an ongoing basis, and it's the highest number since March of 2020. So don't let anybody tell you that Biden's leading the great American comeback or it's a strong economy and 528,000 new jobs. In fact, it's sad that we can no longer look at reports like this on their face value, but I'm afraid we can't. They're getting really good at lying to us, and more importantly, they're getting used to lying to us. Remember when Senator Joe Manchin said that he wouldn't support Build Back Better because more spending meant more inflation? Is anyone going to ask him why he has agreed to a smaller version of that bill? In other words, if more spending leads to more inflation, then a smaller amount of more spending will still lead to more inflation. That's like saying, I'm not going to give you the full bottle of poison, I'm just going to give you two-thirds of the bottle. By the way, they found out that Deep in the bowels of this bill that Manchin has agreed to support is a pipeline for his state of West Virginia, a pipeline that's opposed by green energy people because it's bad for the environment, but it creates 2,500 new jobs in the state of West Virginia. I'm not faulting Joe Manchin. I just want to point out that his opposition, his holding out, is nothing new. It's the, this is the oldest game in the book. He just He just played his card, held his card, waited his turn, made the, you know, made the mountain come to Muhammad, got what he needed for his state. It's the way you do it, right? They've been saying that they're concerned about this Senate vote because what if somebody gets COVID? And I thought this was interesting. Um, there is now, this is from the Washington Examiner, the new unofficial slogan among Senate Democrats, is don't test, don't tell. As they uh, attempt to pass the Inflation Reduction Act that we're talking about here, a senior Senate aide says they're not going to delay it if a member gets COVID. So they're just not going to test anymore. We know we're supposed to, but we're not letting COVID get in the way. This deal is happening. Just wear masks and get it done. When Chuck Schumer was asked about a plan B in case somebody drops out with COVID, he said, we're not talking about a plan B. We're going to stay healthy. What happened to follow the science, the party of science? You know, see, they can't spare one vote. They can't have one Democrat go down. Because the way it works, I believe, if I'm right about this, and I think I am, Kamala Harris can only break a tie if it's a 50-50 tie. She can't intervene if it's like 49-49 or 48-48 or something. So... They need every member of the Senate, and they need every Democrat. And speaking of COVID, uh, this is the seventh day that President Biden has tested positive for COVID with his rebound case. And people are noticing that we still have not had a Q&A with Dr. Kevin O'Connor 
who's the presidential physician. And you wonder why that is. Why make other people read out his findings? What would be wrong with him, you know, looking into the camera and saying these things and maybe taking some questions? And um, it's not a huge thing, but the longer it goes on, the more you notice that they have everybody but the actual doctor for Joe Biden revealing his uh, his condition. I mean, I hope he's getting better. Cause obviously, we, you know, he's a human being. We want him to be okay. Uh, but this is the opposite of transparency. This is like Edith Wilson is running the country. If you have dad jokes, I want to hear them. 210-599-5555. Dad jokes Friday. I got a bunch of them coming in via email to Jack at KTSA.com. Brad says, uh, what state is known for its small drinks? Minnesota. Pretty good. I asked my dog, what's two minus two? He said nothing. I didn't even get a rim shot for that one. Uh, we only have so many of them. We're limited, and then we have to start borrowing rim shots from Mark Lee Van Camp. All right, 210-599-5555. Um, yeah, so the jobs report, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, the heart attack that the left is having over illegal immigrants in New York City and Washington. You would think if they thought this through, they would, they would be chill about this. They'd be cool about it. They'd want to show that, hey, it's no, it's no problem. It's no big deal. But the fact that they're flipping out over 50 illegal immigrants when Del Rio gets 5000 in a week tells you everything you need to know about the hypocrisy of that issue. They're not playing it very well, and I think it's there for everyone to see. I, I, I'm kind of mad on Abbott doing this, because remember, this doesn't really solve the problem. It just highlights the problem. But maybe, maybe highlighting it is all we can do right now, and that certainly is happening. 210-599-5555. So I was reading about a restaurant in Fort Worth called Katarina's that now has a policy of no cell phones uh, in the restaurant. You have to lock your phone up for the, the period of time that you're there dining. You cannot have your phone. You cannot use your phone. can't even have it at the table. They're also requiring... Uh, male dinner patrons to wear a jacket. Jacket required, no cell phone. Would you eat at Katarina's? Would you eat at a restaurant that requires uh, you to give up your cell phone and requires guys to wear a jacket? Uh, yes, I would. You wouldn't want every restaurant to operate that way. But we need to get, we need to, take a stand, and we need to get back to civilization again. I get casual, I get comfortable, but it's, it's gone too far. You get on an airplane with people who look like they, they just rolled out of bed. I mean, people are getting on airplanes in their actual pajamas. Well, I just want to be comfortable. Or a tank top. There were more muffin tops on the plane I was on last week than, than at uh, you know HEB Bakery. And it's, you know, an okay, enough. Let's have some decorum. It's getting so people don't, I know I sound like an old guy. It's getting so young people don't even, I mean, 
you and I at least know what it means to dress for a restaurant or to dress for a flight. We may not do it, but we remember when that was done. Young people are going to have no idea. They don't. It, so when they get to an occasion, a social situation where they have to step up their game, they're not even going to know how to do it. I feel sorry for them. So I'm glad that somebody is saying, hey, in this place, if you want to come to this place, you're going to have to step up your game a little bit. I, and I'm all for it. And I would go, I, I'm not going to go all the way to Fort Worth for this, but I, I would go to this restaurant. What do you think? Tell me what you think. 210 599 5555, restaurant requiring you to yield your cell phone and with a dress code. Would you go? Our JR poll, by the way. Uh, 210 599 5555. And we're looking for dad jokes. And Frank is on KTSA. Frank, good afternoon. Happy Friday to you. Hey, good Friday. Back to you, sir. How are you? I'm good. You got a dad joke for us? I do. Uh, why do um, wild Canadian geese fly to Texas for the winter? Why do wild Canadian geese fly to Texas for the winter? I don't know why. It's too far to walk. Too far? Okay, there you go. Very good, Frank. That is that is a dad joke. Absolutely. See, the good thing about a dad joke is it has to be a little bit funny and a little bit cringy. Got to be a little of both in there. Robin is on KTSA. Robin, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Thank you very much. Uh, glad to see, number one, uh, no cell phones, because all you do is see families. Each of them have a cell phone in their hand, and they don't talk. That's true. That's yeah. Uh, the joke is, why do you invite a mushroom to a party? Why would you invite a mushroom to a party? I don't know. Why? Because he's a fun guy. <laughs> hey, I love it. Thank you, sir. Getting a ton of them via email. Jack at KTSA.com. What do a tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common? They're both parasites. Come on, man. Yeah. What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? What do you call a fish? See, this is probably, the fish probably wants to go to that restaurant. What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? Sophisticated. Hmm. How do you fall out? Now, just bear with me. This you, you may think you know where I'm going here, and you don't. So just everybody calm down. How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? You just follow the fresh prince. <laughs> it's not, it's not, I'm just passing them along. I'm just the conduit for these dad jokes. I'm just the DJC. 210-599-5555. Yeah, the, what, what, uh, what the guy said about uh, you see families in a restaurant and no one's talking and no one's looking at one another. They're all looking down at their screens. You know what else I've noticed? I, I, just, I, I just saw this last night, in fact. You're in a restaurant and you see what appears to be a date. You know, it's, two, it's, a, it's a man and a woman. And they may be married or they may be dating or they may be, maybe they're on their first date. Who knows? But it's a couple. And they're both looking at their phones. And I was thinking to myself, it's, you can't even tell if that's going well or not. Like, is that, is that a bad date? Or are they just so used to each other that they don't need to talk anymore and they're looking at their phones? I remember one time I was at a, I think it was a gym's. This was 
few years ago. It was pre-pandemic. And it was it was nighttime, just a little bit late at night. And um, I was by myself. And at the, at the table across the aisle from me, they, they brought in this very old couple, very elderly couple. And I thought to myself, how nice that they're getting out and they're having, you know, dinner out, two of them. They sit down. And they proceeded to each prop their phone up against their water glass. Each of them had a smartphone. They propped it up against their water glass. And each of them was watching a movie. And before you ask, no, it wasn't even the same movie. And by the way, no headphones because they don't, apparently they don't believe in that. So <laughs> that was going on. Two full blast shows or movies. And I just thought, what, what have we done here, you know? So would you uh, would you patronize a restaurant that bans cell phones on our JR poll and dad jokes and much more? Restaurant in Fort Worth says uh, men must wear a jacket to dinner and no one may have a cell phone or use a cell phone while in the restaurant. Would you go to a place like that, yes or no, on the JR poll, 210-599-5555? Yesterday we were talking about uh, how when you try to pay for something um, like, say the bill is $18.12, and you give the person $20.12 so you can get an even $2 back. They get all flabbergasted or flustered. Um, and we had a ton of response to that. Uh, a lot of people saying, yeah, that that's happened to me, or I'm experiencing that too. And then Rob wrote, what really messes them up is if it's uh, $18.11 and you give them $23.11 so you can get a five back. That confuses everyone. Didn't used to be that way, you know. I, I I get that times change and progress and so forth, but answer me this, okay? Since we all, I think, will agree that a lot of people no longer can make change, like we're describing, isn't the, even if you want to tell me, yeah, plastic and debit card. Isn't that a sign that we're dumbing people down? Are you not concerned about the lock, the, the, the loss of the skill, even if you want to argue that the skill has become less relevant? You know? I mean, it's just, it, being able to do this is a life skill. It's not like calligraphy or making your own candles. You know, it's a life skill. Nothing against calligraphy if we've probably just offended the South Texas Calligraphy Guild, uh, 210-599-5555, and it's Dad Joke Friday, so if you have one, we're uh, open for business on that. Rose is on the radio. Hi, Rose. Hi. I support that restaurant wholeheartedly. Dad Joke. Cool. Cool. All right. Now, okay. you're not a dad, or do you identify as a dad? No. Well, I'm a single parent, so I... Okay, so you've had, to, you've had to wear the dad hat. Yes, yes. So I you have. get to tell a dad joke. <laughs> it's what do you call a pile of cats? A pile of cats? Yes, the ATS. Okay, I don't know. What do you call a pile of cats? Mu mutum. Mutum. Now mutum. A mutum. <laughs> Not mutum. Mutum. Okay. All right, I get it. It was funny. It was actually funny the first time, but it was even funnier when you repeated it. 
<laughs> All right, Rose, thank you. Thank you for the call. Have a good weekend. All right. I know how it is. Believe me, I sometimes I wait all day to say something, and then when my moment comes to say it, I blow it. Uh, Chris writes to Jack at KTSA.com, which of King Arthur's knights designed the round table? Which of King Arthur's knights designed the round table? Circumference. With that, obviously. Duh. 210-599-5555. I like this one a lot. This is probably the best one that's come in via email so far. It's from Tyler. Why do teenagers only hang out in even numbers? Why do teenagers only hang out in even numbers? Because they can't even. You have to be a, you have to be a teenager or have a teenager to get that. I can't even is like their their response to everything. I like that. Uh, 210-599-5555 or jack at ktsa.com. We're going to get some more dad jokes coming up and your votes in the JR poll as well. And um, I thought this was an interesting take. You know, we were talking, I forget if it was, uh, was it yesterday or two days ago, Don, that we were talking about Vin Scully. This was a couple of days ago. Yesterday. Uh, Vin Scully, okay, yesterday, Vin Scully, the longtime baseball broadcaster, passed away, 94 years old. He retired. Um, and a guy named Phil Mushnick, who writes sports for the New York Post, wrote a piece about Vin Scully, which came out today. And his take is that Vin Scully would not make it today. If Vin Scully was current, he wouldn't make it because of the state of sports. And that w- I had to read it when I saw the headline. He writes, Scully didn't meet the current standards. He avoided gimmicks, hype, signature phrases, forced belly laughs, endless statistics, and hollering over nothing. He could also distinguish between radio and television. We talked about this uh, when we were discussing him. He could... He knew when to speak and when to allow the pictures to be worth all the words. I'm always amazed at guys doing I've never did television sports. I've done radio sports. But when you have television, just just let them see it. Just let the moment happen. The other thing about Vin Scully, which I had not even thought about, and Phil Mushnick points this out, is that he liked to work alone. You listen to a radio broadcast, you watch a television broadcast of any sporting event, there's always at least two guys or two people. Now they're not even always guys, but there's always at least two, right? You got, like, main person and sidekick or color commentator, right? But always at least two, sometimes three. And he preferred to do the game alone because he felt it was a bond with the listener, that it was him and you and the game. And um, he he fought with the networks because they would, when they wanted him to do baseball, say, on CBS radio, they would want to stick a former player in with him, and he didn't want it. And he would try to convince them, I don't need it. And um, some other things that Phil points out, which I think we talked about, he was, he, um, he was very patriotic. He had a very strong sense of, of love for the country and appreciation for law and order. He was irate about riots after World Series games. He called the 84 Tigers Padres World Series, 
which was the last World Series to include a day game. Imagine that, 1984. And um, when a riot erupted outside Tiger Stadium, and he commented on it, he was furious. He was livid. He was disgusted. He said that baseball would serve as fuel for fools. He was asked a few years ago about the national anthem knee takers. He said he was disgusted by them and he would never watch another NFL game. Vin Scully said that. And we played the clip of him decrying socialism, a a system from which many baseball players have escaped because we have so many players in the game today who've come from socialist countries in Central and South America. So his point, and I, I... I, I want to argue with him. I want to say, no, 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 dude, you're being too pessimistic. But I think he's probably right, is that if if Vin Scully came along today, the ESPNs of the world wouldn't touch him. They wouldn't want him. And yet everybody on every sports network and, and outlet was praising him. And isn't it funny how we do that? We lionize. When people die, we, we extol their virtues never noticing that we've rejected those virtues in the present day. No, never, never pointing out that the things we say we miss are things we could have. And that's what put me in mind of this restaurant story. Because this restaurant is actually just doing something that would have been totally common and ordinary 50 years ago or, or so. Wear a jacket to dinner. I worked at a radio station where there was a sign on the wall. We didn't have to do it because it was the 1990s, but there was still a sign on the wall from, I guess, maybe it was the 40s or 50s, that said, evening announcers must wear a dinner jacket. And I was an evening announcer. I didn't wear a dinner jacket. But we extol virtues that we've, we've let go of. And everybody's, oh, I really miss Vin Scully. Well, then why don't we... Why don't we bring that stuff back or uphold that stuff? It says here that this uh, restaurant in Fort Worth called Catalina's uh, tells customers that, first of all, you got to lock up your phone. Um, can't get it back till you're ready to leave. But they tell customers, um, if you have told anyone that you're at the restaurant, if anyone needs to reach you and they know you're there, we will bring a landline phone to your table. And I can remember when I was a kid, you'd see in like movies and old television shows, guy be at a restaurant, there's always somebody important, you know, Perry Mason or the governor. And um, the maitre d' or the waiter would bring a phone, would, would, would unravel a cord and bring a phone to the table. And I was like, wow, that looks... That looks like power, right? That's like a boss move. They bring a phone to the table. Well, at Catalina's, they'll do that. If somebody needs to call you, but they don't want you to have a cell phone at the table. Would you eat at a restaurant that banned cell phones and required men to wear jackets for dinner? Today's JR poll, 210-599-5555. New York Times Magazine uh, with a story about how it's not the problem with the economy. It's that Americans are obsessed with economic growth. New York Times Magazine, publishing a commentary piece 
about how instead of blaming Biden for the economy, we really need to ask, why do Americans expect economic growth? <laughs> Not kidding. What, what is our, what's with our obsession, she writes, with economic growth? It's our fault for wanting things to keep getting better. And um, this sounds like a dad joke, but it's not. This is a real thing. I guess I guess we'll probably the new statistic will be fun employment, right, instead of unemployment. But I mean, could they carry any more water for this guy? It's unbelievable. I, I mean, they've they've dumbed down the presidency for Joe Biden like like I never thought we'd see it. Yeah, so. Nothing wrong with the economy. You just need to stop expecting it to be strong. You know, where you get off with all your expectations. 210-599-5555. Darcy and Bernie writes, what do you call a grouchy element? What do you call a grouchy element? Amino acid. Okay. Um, Joe is on the radio. Happy Friday, Joe. Happy Friday. Well, I'm ready. Dad joke. You're ready. Here we go. How do you tell a, well, what's the difference between a good dad joke and a bad dad joke? Timing. What's the, <laughs> wait a minute. You went too fast. Say it again. Um, I'm sorry. Here we go. What's the difference between a good dad joke and a bad dad joke? Timing. Oh, I get it now. Okay. There you go. Oh, the joke is The, the oh, joke is in the telling of the joke. All right. Thank you, Joe. That was unique. That was that was definitely different. And by unique, I mean no. I'm I'm just kidding. It was funny. Uh, let's see. Franklin is next with a dad joke. Hi, Franklin. Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday. So this you're you're, you're uh, you led right into this joke. How do you catch a unique rabbit? How do you catch a unique rabbit? Yes. Okay. I don't know. How do you do it? Unique up on it. <laughs> I like right, that. So there's, there's, there's a follow-up joke because with that, okay. how do you catch a tame? How do you catch a tame rabbit? How do you catch a tame rabbit? Tame way. <laughs> okay. I thought the, for a minute, I thought the silence was the was the punchline. All right, tame way. Thank you, Franklin. You have a good weekend. Uh, Dad joke Friday on the Jack Riccardi show on five fifty and one zero seven one KTSa and. Charles is up next to the open microphone. Charles, you have a dad joke for us? Yes, sir. All right, let's hear it. Um, why, was che- why was it so hard for Chewbacca to find a house? Why was it so hard for Chewbacca to find a house? I don't know. Why? He was looking in Alderaan places. Ah! You know what I love about that is it's not only a dad joke, it's a nerd joke. It's like a nerd dad joke. I love that. Very good, Charles. You have a good weekend. Uh, Matt, over at jackktsa.com, why does the Danish Navy have barcodes on the sides of their ships? Why does the... See, a lot of dad jokes have a very elaborate setup. Why does the Danish Navy have barcodes on the sides of their ships so that when the ships return to port, they can scan the Navy in. 
Your kids would not talk to you for the rest of the minivan ride home from Katarina's after that one. All right, Ben is on the radio with a dad joke. Hi, Ben. Hey, Jack, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Great, great, great. Okay, so the bad news is the doctor told me I have the monkey pox. Mm. The good news is I'm asymptomatic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I love that. I'm asymptomatic. 210-599-5555. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's see here. Let me get one more in here before the news. Ben is uh, going to join us with a dad joke. Hi, Ben. Hey, hey, how you doing, Jack? Love your show. Oh, thank you. Uh, how do you get a blind man to see? How do you get a blind man to see? I don't know. How do you do it? Usually by boat. Oh, very. I have to be good. honest with you. I'm disgusted. Very good. All right, Ben. Thank you, sir. You have a good weekend. All right. So, uh, so what do you think? Do you have a dad joke for us, Jack? I want you to know I took your challenge last hour to heart, and I'm ready to step up. I'm ready. Let's hear it. Okay. Listen close. Feel free to use this if you'd like. Okay. What do you call a bundle of hay in a church? A bundle of hay in a church? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you call a bundle of hay in a church? Christian Bale. <laughs> Very nice. That's good. And it even incorporates your name. I see. Is, uh, you see how I tied that in there? Yeah. I do. I like that. Yeah. I, by the way, I hope I'm not making you uncomfortable asking this, but I've had so many people ask me, mm-hmm. is Christian Blood your real name? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. I figured it was. But, yeah. you know, because news guys don't usually have a, uh, you know, a DJ name. But I just wanted to ask. Well, in fact, I've done a lot of FM, too. And, mm-hmm. um, and still, I was, I've was i gone Chris Blood and Christian Blood because, mm. you know, you can think of a lot of cool fake names like Johnny Rocket and stuff like right. that. But, you know, I looked at my own name, which was no fun in the second grade. I'll bet. But then I got older. Then yeah. I stumbled into, the, into this business. And I suddenly like I just, yeah. I, I thought, you know, this I've got a pretty cool name. And yeah, that's yeah. on the, that's on the birth certificate, believe it or not. I do believe it. Yeah. Um, Someday, just for fun, you'll have to use your FM voice. We'll have to hear what that sounds like. But, I'll do uh, that next hour. Okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Something to look forward to here. He's like bringing us along a little bit each hour. There's some new wrinkle. All right, 509 on 550 and 107.1 KTSA. We're going to be talking restaurants on the dish next hour, uh, so you can praise or zing your most recent restaurant experience. And we're actually asking a restaurant question on the JR poll today. Uh, would you eat at a restaurant that banned cell phones and required men to wear a jacket to dinner, as a restaurant in Fort Worth now does. What do you think about that? You know, I, I like that there's all kinds of different restaurants. I love that there's casual restaurants. I love that there's restaurants where you eat with your fingers. I love that there's restaurants that have sports on, you know, 42 screens. I, I love that there's variety. But I, I, think we can, I think we can stand. I think we will be able to survive occasionally being asked to put away the phone occasionally being asked to look at the person or people at our table and have analog, actual conversation with them. You know, doesn't have to be a lot, just like between bites once in a while, you know. Besides, what are you having? <laughs> That's all people do. What are you having? And then back on the phone. 210-599-5555, and we're looking for dad jokes all throughout the show. We're having no problem no uh, problem finding them. Uh, Christine, 
What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? A stick. Mm. I like. I actually, I actually had a little trouble getting that at first, but I like it. Uh, let's see. I thought the dryer was shrinking my clothes. This is from Izzy. I thought the dryer was shrinking my clothes. Turns out it was the refrigerator all along. Uh, let's see. This one is from Don. What is atheism? What is atheism? A nonprofit organization. Duh. Get it? Okay. All right. 210-599-5555. We've talked a lot on the show over the years about student loan debt forgiveness. The Democrats are very big on this. They want to wipe out uh, all outstanding college loan debt. The Biden administration is getting ready to do some of that, a mass forgiveness proposal that would be in the hundreds of billions of dollars. And um, now the Republicans have come out with an idea, and I don't know if you're going to like this or not. I just pass it along for what it's worth. They've they've decided to propose a different uh, way forward. A group of Republican lawmakers, led by Congresswoman Elise Stefanik of New York, Virginia Fox of North Carolina, and Jim Banks of Indiana, uh, say what they would do is cap the interest on federal student loans after ten years, so that you would be able to pay down principal and not keep. Uh, having the interest compounding would also cap the amount of money students could borrow from the federal government so they could only hit a certain uh, level and no more and it would block the federal government from doing student loan forgiveness plans without getting congressional approval what do you think of that idea i mean maybe you just think we shouldn't do anything you borrowed it you knew what you were getting stop crying Pay it up. But there is a lot of student loan debt out there. There's uh, an estimated $1.7 trillion of it in the economy. And it is a problem whether you sympathize with people or not. A lot of people in their 20s and 30s, it is the most salient fact in their lives. that It hobbles everything they try to do. Um, forgiving it all together, ironically, would hurt the people it claims it would help. Because if you forgive all of that student loan debt, that $1.7 trillion, you are inflating the economy. You're driving up inflation. And so it would be sort of like the same effect as higher wages, which have been erased and wiped out by inflation of prices. You would, you would wipe out the benefit, supposed, to the people you're giving it to. Emma Camp, writing at Reason.com, says... This is like uh, if a clogged sink is flooding your apartment, instead of turning off the faucet or clearing the drain, you grabbed a coffee mug and just dumped the water on the floor. It's a good analogy. And, of course, we've talked before about the unfairness of student loan forgiveness because if you cancel it on a one-time basis, you've screwed the people who worked hard to pay off their loans. You've screwed the people that worked hard so they didn't have to take out a loan. But it also leaves out future college students who will borrow and get into this same boat. And where, and then I guess they'll be demanding forgiveness, and they'll have a precedent to set. They'll say, well, we, 
Why should we have to pay it? You forgave it for these preceding generations. They've also suggested, the Democrats have, well, what if we forgave it for people who work in public service? That sounds great at first blush, but not everybody who works in public service is low paid. There's some very highly paid people who work, for example, at public hospitals. Uh, so, and, and public service workers tend to have better job security, Emma Camp points out. So they're not the people most in need or most jeopardized by their student loan debt. So what do you think about that? 210 599 And she goes on to say in her piece, what we and, and I've said this before on the show, we shouldn't focus on the debt that results from expensive college loans, but we should focus on expensive college itself. Because, in truth, the reason college is so expensive is because colleges have raised tuition in order to uh, keep pace with the increase in federal funding. So as financial aid goes up, Bill Bennett has talked a lot about this, as financial aid goes up, colleges raise their tuitions to absorb it, confident that the federal government will keep bailing out and bailing out and bailing out. There's absolutely no reason for your kid to have to go to a $50,000 a year college. But we've made that economy, and colleges have responded to it. And I've said before, I think if you ran a business and you knew that the federal government would overpay for your product, you would charge that price. You wouldn't, you wouldn't sit there and go, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. It doesn't feel right. A few people would. Maybe you would. Most people would say, "If hey, if I can get them to pay $600 for a hammer, I'll charge $600. And, and that's that's what's happened here. David is on the radio. Hi, David. Hey, this is David Murray. How are you? Good, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good. <clears throat> All right, hit me go. with it. I'm ready. What did the shoes say to the pants? What did the shoes say to the pants? I don't know what. What's up, britches? <laughs> not only, <laughs> all right. Not only is that funny, but your delivery was spot on. That was perfect. Quit your day well, job, you. David. Quit your day job. That was awesome. Right. <laughs> See, a really good dad joke is one that your kids don't want to laugh at. But they almost have to, you know. Have you ever noticed that with teenagers? If something is funny, just to make sure you don't get credit, they'll like look out the window or look away. But you, if you can get that involuntary smile or chuckle, it's that's what it's all about. What's up, Riches? All right, two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Looking for dad jokes. Getting your votes in on the JR poll about. Uh, would you eat at a restaurant that banned cell phones and required men to wear a jacket for dinner? Andrew wrote to me, Jack at KTSA.com, with an interesting question. He says, you always have these clips you play of teachers who are keeping secrets from parents but are saying it on the Internet. Are these people stupid? Kind of answers its, kind of makes its own gravy there, Andrew. I think it answers its own question. But it is, it is, it is weird, right? I mean, yes, we've had numerous examples of teachers who are 
on Twitter sort of gushing or gossiping about how they have, you know, asked their kids their pronouns or told kids they can have preferred pronouns, and they're keeping it from parents, but they're putting it on Twitter. I have an example of one. This is from the other day. This is from uh, the group Libs of TikTok. Uh, And this is a teacher talking about his pronoun policy with his kids. Listen to this. Cut number one. Something really inspiring and also a little bit concerning I'm hearing a lot of teachers talk about is asking students their pronouns. This tells me that these teachers really care about their trans and non-binary students and want to make them feel comfortable in class. Unfortunately, asking about pronouns can make trans and non-binary students more uncomfortable because they're forced into a situation where they either need to lie or are forced to come out when they're not ready to. That's why this year I created these survey cards that ask students their pronouns if they're comfortable with me using those pronouns in front of their peers and definitely if they're comfortable with me using those pronouns with their parents and families. This strategy was inspired by a tweet by Ellie Ehrlich that circulated on social media. My cards also ask students the name they want to be called in class, as well as their most trusted adult in the building. As a bonus, these first few days of class, I can use them as cold call cards. Comment with your strategy for asking about pronouns, and DM me if you want me to send you my template. Mm. Yeah, I'll skip that. I think I can live without your template. But um, basically, the pattern here over and over again is... um, creating a secret bond with the student. So tell me something you that you don't want your parents to know or give me a pronoun you want me to use but that they don't know about or you wouldn't want me to say in front of them. What what name do you want me to call you since we're going to have a secret name too? I mean, I'm sorry, but these are all things groomers do. I'm I'm not trying to smear all teachers. I'm not trying to smear gay and lesbian teachers. But if you are asking a child, don't say this to your parents, that is exhibit A. So if you're doing it for some ostensibly innocent reason, you need to know how bad that looks and sounds. I mean, I can't think of... I've, I've racked my brain. I can't think of another occasion where an unrelated person, a person that's not a, an immediate family member to a child, would say, this will just be between you and me, and that's oh, all right. That's okay. Don't tell your parents. I won't tell your parents. We're going to do this, and and I won't tell your parents. And even if this is not menacing. Uh, Even if this teacher is not doing anything menacing or not doing anything untoward, it opens up to the child the idea that it is okay for a non-relative adult to keep a secret or ask for a secret, which means if you're not the abuser, you've just trained the kid to be vulnerable to an abuser. So you're not doing it, but the next person that comes along who is a predator now the child has a precedent now the child says oh yeah well it's okay to keep secrets from my parents it's okay to have something that i know about and this adult knows about but they don't know about these are rituals these are training or teachable 
moments for kids. You know, all my life I've heard about the threat to the nuclear family, right? We've, we've heard people, there have been studies, the dangers of breaking up and, and dividing and disintegrating the nuclear family. And we now have a lot of statistical evidence that around the time that nuclear families started to dissolve and disintegrate, a lot of other bad stuff coincided. Whether it's causative or not, I don't know, but it's certainly coincidental. This, to me, is another one of those things. Insinuating yourself, coming between, putting yourself between children and their parents. And it is, I agree with Andrew, it is puzzling to me that people are doing this and then rather than say to themselves, well, I better keep it quiet, they're crowing about it on social media. I guess we should be glad. I guess we should be glad that they're not smart enough or crafty enough. But then again, there's probably a lot who are and therefore don't post it. But I don't get the ones that do. I'm with you on that, Andrew. 210-599-5555. All right. Uh, another dad joke here from Rusty on 550 and 1071 KTSA. All right, Rusty, I'm ready for a good one. Good dad joke. All Let's right. hear it. I, I got I got two if you don't throw me off the stage. But uh, I enjoy your show. You got the best show around. Thank you. But Thank uh, you. I'll tell you what, if the first one's good, I'll let you tell the second one. How's that? Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. That works. What do, you talk, what do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account? What do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account? I don't know what. Primates, of course. <laughs> Very good. You get the second one for sure. Let's hear uh, it. Okay. I joined this really cool club. Meets every Tuesday night. Uh, you should think about joining. It's called the uh, Amateur Autopsy Club. And next Tuesday is an open mic night. <laughs> it's a real doozy. <laughs> Those are very subtle, Rusty. I like you. You don't hit them over the head. Those are like, you got to think for a second. They're very understated. You got a great delivery. Thank you, Rusty. You have a good weekend. All right. Open mic night, 210 599 A skeleton walks into a bar and says, a skeleton walks into a bar and says, hey, bartender, I'll have a beer and a mop. Why do seagulls, I know, why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Because if they flew over the bay, we call them bagels. Mm. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies! 210-599-5555. Jonathan is on KTSA. Jonathan, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, Jack. Pleasure to speak Thank to you. you again. Thank you. Same here. All right, I'm ready so, for a good dad joke. All right. Why is it so easy to cook at small beaches? Why is it so easy to cook at small beaches? I don't know why. Because of all the microwaves. Oh, very nice. I like it. Seasonal dad joke. I like that. 210-599-5555. Here's Rod with a dad joke. Hi, Rod. Hey, man. So here, uh, here it goes. Did you, all right. did you hear about the 
Did you hear about the dyslexic agnostic insomniac? Did you hear about the, the, the hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 hold on I'm going to repeat it. Did you hear about the dyslexic agnostic insomniac? All right, I'm ready. Yeah, this dude, this dude stays up all night wondering if there really is a dog. <laughs> nice, well done, thank you, Rod. Um, you missed it earlier. Christian Blood had one. What do you call a bale of hay in a church? A Christian bale. That was good. Um, the, you know, the, I was trying to think of the, what, like, what are the common themes or what are the ingredients that make a good dad joke? One of them is obviously it has to be a little cringy. You have to laugh but feel a little bit stupid laughing at it. It also, these are jokes that are like a peg down from like the jokes that stand up comedians would tell. Like, this is not. Their stuff is a little different. It hits a little different, right? These are these are probably not jokes that somebody who has an A-list stand-up career would would tell. But they're funny anyway. But they're better. They're so they're like not quite to that level, but they're like better than the jokes we told each other in you know second grade or something. How does the moon cut his hair? How does the moon cut his hair? Eclipse it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, where do you learn to make a banana split? Where do you learn to make a banana split? Sunday school. Sunday school. Alan is on the radio. We were looking for dad jokes on Dad Joke Friday. Hi, Alan. Hi. What is a pirate's favorite letter? What is a pirate's favorite letter? I don't know what. Well, you're supposed to say R. Oh, I would have said that, yeah. And then I would say, no, it's the sea. <laughs> oh, possible. I like optional punchlines. Very good, Alan. Thank you. All right. Rob is on the radio with a dad joke for us. Hi, Rob. Hey, what's going on, Jack? Um, right. What's going on is you're going to make us laugh. So go well, to I'm it. I'm going to try. All right. What did, the, what did the fish say when he hit the cement wall? What did the fish say when he hit the cement wall? Okay. You can't figure it out? Well, no. He said, Damn. <laughs> That's very good. I like it. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, this one came, just came uh, in via email from TC. What do you get when you cross the Atlantic? With the Titanic, what do you get when you cross the Atlantic with the Titanic? Halfway. Is it too soon? You know, it's only been 110 years. I don't know. 210-599-5555, Dad Joke Friday. You're on the radio show. And uh, the dish coming up after 6. Uh the uh i think we talked about this during the uh during the week city of san francisco has declared a state of monkeypox emergency but they are still going forward with a uh sex festival this weekend and something called the Folsom Street Fair which is also known as up your alley uh, on a weekend next month. 
City officials say they thought about canceling it, but felt they did not have to. And it puts me in mind of, uh, I think it was Glenn Reynolds, who used to say, I'll believe it's an emergency when the people declaring an emergency start acting like it's an emergency. But it is it is very revealing, pardon the pun, to watch politicians uh, bow to groups they will not offend. And actually, if you think about it, even maybe endanger those groups. Because if this is a real thing, and we know how it is transmitted, and you're not at least asking, maybe maybe not demanding, but you're not even asking the organizers, hey, put it off, delay it. Um, on the surface, what you're saying is, you're not a group that we will oppress. But deep down, what you're saying is, you know, we'll we'll take we'll take a chance. We're take we're taking the risk. Thousands of people come to these events, and. Uh, the vast majority of them will not be immunized against monkeypox. They're saying, by the way, they don't want to create a stigma around monkeypox. They're afraid that if events that involve gay and lesbian people get canceled, uh, it will create a stigma. It's funny that they didn't worry about the stigma uh, when they were enforcing mask mandates. They didn't mind ostracizing and, and vilifying right people who didn't have the mask. There's no concern, no concern about that back then. So I, I only point this out. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to think, but I only point this out so that you'll. It, it's it's got to be clear to you by now that this is all based on classes of people. And if you're in a class of people that that, that the politicians don't want to offend, then it's not about science just politics if, if if you are in a class of people that they don't care about offending they don't mind offending maybe they think well i'll never have his support anyway or she'd never be one of our voters anyway then mandate away i i i'm wondering um because i can say this till i'm blue in the face but I'm, I'm wondering at what point these advocacy groups and there's lots of them for LGBTQ, when are they going to raise their hand and go, uh, wait a minute, what, what's the deal here? You know, what, what's, the, what's the guidance here? You know, it kind of reminds me a little bit, if you know your history, the Tuskegee experiment, what Joe Biden calls the Tuskegee Airmen, totally different thing, but the Tuskegee experiment was a long-running public health policy decision and I'm giving the short version, to allow black men to be infected with and not be treated, not get treatment for syphilis, so that they could see what would happen. And so that they could study, because you weren't going to get people to raise their hand and volunteer, so they, they, they preyed on people's ignorance and unawareness. I feel like we're doing that here. I think history will look back on this and go, if this was a real thing, where, where's the concern? Where are the, where are the, where are the rules? Where are the mandates? Where are the policies? Why aren't you 
Why aren't you uh, ordering or, or, or at least recommending that these, these events in San Francisco not be held? If this is a real thing. So that's what Glenn Reynolds said. I will believe it's an emergency when the people declaring it an emergency act like it's an emergency. It's Dad Joke Friday. we got the dish coming up after 6. We're going to grab a few more dad jokes uh, here right now. Gary has one on KTSA. Hi, Gary. Hey, Jack. How are you? It's been a long time. Last time I spoke to you, my pithy comments got me a seat at the Magnolia House for breakfast with you. Wow, Remember look at that. that. Look at that. Yeah, well, well, Good to hear from you again. Well, well, Professor, it's good to talk with you again. So uh, here's a seasonal joke for you. Okay. Suppose... And Trey Ware and Sean Rima and I were all at the barbershop together and we mm-hmm. were standing in line to get our hair cut. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would you call the line that we were standing in? I give up. What? A barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little worried with the setup, but it paid off. Very good, Gary. Good to hear from you, sir. Uh, I hope you'll call again. Thank you. Um, what do you call a pudgy psychic? What are we allowed to say that? Is that too judgy? What do you call a pudgy psychic? A fortune teller. Uh, what did the police officer say to his belly button? What did the police officer say to his belly button? You're under a vest. Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, somebody just mentioned to me, I, f- I don't have the email in front of me, somebody just, re- and I'd forgotten all about this. Do you remember when we were kids, uh, Dixie Cups would have jokes on them? Do they still do that? Or they're still, because I don't buy paper cups anymore. Um, so I don't know if that's still a thing or that's just a thing from my past. It's rare that somebody other than me makes a dated reference, but this was a listener who said, these jokes sound like the jokes that used to be on Dixie cups back in the day, and I remember that. It seemed like there were also weren't there also jokes on popsicle sticks sometimes. And again, maybe that still goes on. I I don't know. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Randy is on the radio with a dad joke. Hi, Randy. Hey, Jack. What did what do sprinters eat before they run? What do sprinters eat before they run? I don't know what. Nothing. They fast. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Randy. I like it. 210-599-5555. Everend with a dad joke. I'm ready. Hit us. Yes, sir. How you doing? Why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? Why do you, t- <laughs> why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? I don't know why. Because they're really good at it. Oh, look at you. Did not see that coming at all. I thought this was some kind of joke about how heavy they are. Very good, Everett. Thank you, sir. All right, Doug with a dad joke on KTSA, Dad Joke Friday. Hi, Doug. Hey, I just want to let you know that I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, very good. (laughs) Nice. Which came first? 210-599-5555. Two guys walked into a bar. The third guy ducked. How do you get a farm girl's attention? How do you get a farm girl's attention? A tractor. Oh, now see, I don't know. 
Are we allowed to say that? My wife asked me to stop singing Wonderwall to her. I said, maybe. You, you have to know the song to get that one. Some people are getting that, some people are not. What do you call it when a group of apes starts a company? Monkey business. Uh, what's the most detail-oriented ocean? It's <laughs> a stupid question. What's the most detail-oriented ocean? The Pacific. It's stupid. It is. Yeah, you're right. Um, why do couples go to the gym? See that a lot when you work out. Why do couples go to the gym? Because they want their relationship to work out. All right. Uh, This guy says, my wife asked me to go get six cans of Sprite from the grocery store. I realized when I got home that I had picked seven up. Mm. Mm, Okay. What would you call the Terminator after he retires? What would you call the Terminator after he retires? The Exterminator. (laughs) No. She laughs at everything, so that may not have been funny. Michael is on KTSA Dad Joke Friday. Hi, Michael. Hey, how you doing, man? I uh, uh, I want to start this by saying I really wasn't too uh, thrilled with the open mic night joke. <laughs> no, okay. I don't think I'm going to no. be joining that club. Uh, yeah, I hear you. My dad joke is more of more of advice that I kept I give my kids all the time. That's humorous. Is that uh, you know before you judge anybody, walk a mile in their shoes. That way, right. Right. You're a mile away, and you have their shoes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Day. I like it. Thank you, Mike. Walk a mile in their shoes. Why do nurses like red crayons? Why do nurses like red crayons? Sometimes they have to draw blood. All right. 210-599-5555. We're going to squeeze in a couple more dad jokes here before the dish on KTSA. Hi, Jeff. How's it going? Here's one I uh, just made up. Okay. Did uh, Ford have to recall their new Maverick pickup? Oh, why is that? Because it always veers to the left. I, I didn't get that one. It's a Maverick. It's a Maverick. Oh, all right. Now I'm with you. All right. I'm sorry, Jeff. That one. I must be slowing down as the day goes on. That is funny. Thank you. I didn't. I didn't get that at first. Okay. So it's like a little. It's got like a little political tinge to it. It's okay. I should have been able to pick that up right away. Um. Why did the man fall down the well? Because he couldn't. He couldn't see that well. All right. Yeah, crickets for that one. All right, Alex with a dad joke. Hi, Alex. Hi, good, hi, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Excellent show tonight. Why was my mother yelling and cursing in the yellow envelope in front of the post office? And I asked her. She says, oh, never mind. I'm sending dad a voicemail. Okay. Beans 
and Conrad had a fight. Beans knocked Conrad out of sight. Conrad said, now that's all right. Meet me on the corner tomorrow Well, here we go with the last hour of the last show of the week. And we call it The Dish. And in this hour of our show, the, 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 the topic, the focus, is my favorite thing in the world, eating. I cannot tell a lie. It's my hobby. It's what I was, what I was born for. Anyway, um, I want to hear about your most recent restaurant experience. It could be in San Antonio. It could be somewhere around San Antonio. It could be that you just had lunch there today or you went to dinner last night or this week. Maybe it's a new restaurant. Maybe it's one that's new to you. You just discovered it. Or maybe it's an old favorite. You want to sing their praises. In any event, you can praise or zing. This is what the prior administration left behind that we are now cleaning up. Hmm. Okay, JP, zing there. Praise or zing. The food, the price, the service on the dish. And all we ask, all we ask is that you have the complete, correct name of the restaurant you're calling about. 210-599-5555. Or you can uh, email me, like Monica just emailed me. Says, Jack, um, I know that you advertise for Julian's Italian Pizzeria and Kitchen. I kept telling myself I need to try it. I finally went to their North New Braunfels Avenue location, and I was very impressed. The pizza was delicious, and the service was great. So Monica, with a praise for Julian's Italian Pizzeria and Kitchen. All right, 210-599-5555. As we talk restaurants on the dish, I want to hear all about it. Make everybody's mouth water. Let's do it. By the way, uh, I was reading um, this week, not that I keep up with such things ordinarily, and you probably can tell if you've seen my videos. I'm not exactly a fashion-forward guy, but do you know the latest beauty trend, the latest fashion trend? Do you know what it is? And this is going to be one I think I can do. I may be able to, um, I may be very fashionable. It says the latest fashion trend is to look sweaty. <laughs> um, models, supermodels are uh, being made up to look overhydrated with glistening skin and drenched, slicked back hair. Uh, Started seeing it at the Oscars this past spring, and now it is all the rage on the uh, high fashion runways of Paris and Rome and Tokyo. The models are, uh, and it's an elaborate process to make them look essentially moist or dewy, sweaty. I look that way all. I've pretty much looked that way since like April. <laughs> so, except for the body part, I'm ready for my high fashion career. Uh, the experts say don't try it at home. Uh, you will uh, probably just wind up with a goopy, sloppy mess of your makeup. But people that know how to do it know how to make the hair and the skin look perpetually wet. That's the new look. So I wonder why. <laughs> like, who decided that? Like, I've always wondered, who was the guy that invented... You know how, you know how a lot of young guys... Uh, go around looking like they haven't combed their hair in weeks. And that's a look. I mean, some of those guys probably haven't combed their hair in weeks. But some of them, they probably pay $200 to have their hair look like that. My question is, who decided? 
Who made that a look? You know? I'm so old-fashioned, I'd be self-conscious about leaving the house. I don't want to put the, the garbage can out to the curb until I've combed my hair in the morning. But that's a look. And now apparently being sweaty is a look. I was way ahead of you guys on that one. 210-599-5555. Praise or zing. Your most recent restaurant experience on the dish. Gennaro is on KTSA. Hi, Gennaro. How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, sir. How are you? Good, good. What do you what do you, what do you have on the dish tonight? I have a praise for Koikawa Japanese restaurant at forty fifty one Broadway on the boardwalk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I was there maybe about two Sundays ago, three Sundays. I, I think it was two Sundays ago. I my daughter was visiting in from uh, Ohio, and my other daughter that lives in Castorville came into town, and I took them out to lunch. And uh, it, it was it was great. Um, I've taken uh, I've taken both my daughters and my son. My son had to go back home um, to Ohio uh, a lot quicker. I've taken them there before, and it's one of our mm-hmm. favorite places. Ever since they were little kids, uh, mm-hmm. I've had them on. Hey man, they were eating sushi by the age of three. Man, look at that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I had my. My daughter from Ohio had the vegetable tempura bento box. I had the beef yakiniko bento box. And my youngest daughter had the chicken teriyaki bento box. But she didn't finish her meal, and she left a lot of stuff on there. Uh, she she wasn't feeling well. and uh, But it was worth it. Um, mm-hmm. After after the pandemic, uh Things got a little bit more expensive, not too too much, but yeah. yeah, to where you can see a difference. But it was worth it. Yeah, the service was great, the atmosphere was great. Um, no complaints. Um, they they've been doing construction in that area by the river by uh, Brack for years. I don't know if they're trying to put the squeeze on them or what, but um, that was the only thing. Uh, yeah. the, the view was kind of swampy, but that, that didn't bother us. We had a great time, and um, our waiter was great. He was great, very attentive. Good. Well, anytime you get your kids around the table with you, that's always a good thing, right? Exactly. exactly. That all by itself is a good thing. So, uh, Gennaro, that's a cool place. I like I like Koikawa. I haven't been there in a long time, but I'm glad you called it in. Praise for Koikawa at 4051 Broadway. It's in the Boardwalk uh, Center there behind the AT&T building. Last call on Koikawa was in March of 2021. Caller was praising the Cali Roll and the Octopus Sushi, which is hard to say. Um, We're talking restaurants on the dish. We'll also have the results on the JR poll coming up later in this hour. But I want to hear about your most recent restaurant experience right now. And we go with Eric here next on KTSA. Eric, happy Friday night to you. Same to you, Jack. Same to you. So what do you got for us? I have put out a praise for Basie's seafood restaurant named Converse. Tried it for the first time about a week ago and couldn't say better things about it. That's cool. What did you have? Delicious fish and shrimp, catfish Mm -hmm. and shrimp, and... Mm -hmm. I had three guys with me, and the other three each had fish and shrimp as well. And 
one of them had pork chops to go with it, believe it or not, and every bit of it was good. Portions were great. Price was more than reasonable, and the staff couldn't have been friendlier. It was just good all the way around. Well, that's great. Uh, where in Converse are they? Because I know they have a few different locations. Where is the one in Converse? The one in Converse, I've seen, I know they have a couple around town too, but this one is right on FM 78, and I believe it's Farm to Market Road right there, kind of where, pretty close to the stadium and where everything comes together right there, downtown Converse. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of, exactly. kind of where all the streets kind of converge near the high school. Yes, sir. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right okay. I think I know where you are. So near Judson High School. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Yeah. I mean, there really any good. any kind of fried fish. Anytime you see a Bay C sign anywhere, if you're in the mood for fried catfish, fried cod, anything like that, yeah, they do. A, they do an amazing job with it, and I'm glad you liked it. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate the call. Praise for Bay C's. B A Y. S-E-A-S, Basie's Home Cooking, on FM 78 in Converse. A lot of calls for Basie's going back many years. Uh, the location at Nacogdoches and O'Connor, we've had calls for that one. The, the Bandera Road location, this one in Converse. 210-599-5555 to praise or zing your most recent restaurant experience on the dish. Taking those calls right now. Uh, says here, um, some college students are triggered, have been hurt by a phallic abstract sculpture. Uh, this, <laughs> this is happening in England. Um, a uh, an artist created a piece called Alert out of steel blocks, which is meant to portray a human being squatting. But the students on this campus instead uh, believed it was an erect penis. Doesn't that say more about them than it does about the artist, right? Like, you're, it, Whatever you see in abstract art is a commentary on what you're thinking, right? So, anyway. Um, the artist is uh, now uh, putting out a statement apologizing for the fact that students... Uh, have felt uh, threatened, hurt by this sculpture. I'm telling you, we are raising a generation of people that are not going to be able to make it. They're not. I don't. Whatever the challenge is, pandemic, extraterrestrials, slow cell service. They're not going to be able to make it. 210-599-5555. All right, we're talking restaurants on the dish. You can praise or zing your most recent experience. By the way, there's a uh, list out tonight of the five worst foods for life expectancy. I'll tell you what's on the list. I don't think, I don't think you'll be surprised by most of these, but I'll tell you what's on the list coming up. This is a theory that certain foods take minutes or hours off your life every time you eat them, and some foods add minutes or hours to your life so tell you what's what to expect at at this point for me i don't you know it doesn't seem like it matters you know it's like a rounding error at this point but in case you're interested i'll have that list uh jim is next on the dish on ktsa jim happy friday good evening 
Hey, Jack. Happy Friday to you. I've got some praise for a restaurant downtown on Alamo Street called Nona Osteria. Um, it's a fantastic old building. Got a rooftop bar, and their their specialty on the rooftop bar is oysters on the half shell, and and you get kind of a, for lack of a better word, an answer key. Translate that if you get a variety plate, you get different kinds of oysters, and it describes the different taste that you can taste with the oysters. It's almost like having a wine flight, but it's oysters. And then and then downstairs is a fantastic Italian restaurant. Um, they made a table side carbonara in the. Um, in the Parmesan wheel bowl, um, they make a, uh, I had a Branzino, which, and I don't know, you're, you're Italian, you probably had Branzino a lot, but I rarely do. Uh, this was fantastic. It was cooked perfectly, and the staff was amazing. So we, we had probably six people at the table, I think, six or seven, and um, I just felt like we had our own personal wait staff. They were just wow. on top of everything all the time. Uh, great appetizers, great entrees, great service. It was just a really good experience. Very nice. It looks like I'm looking here online. It looks like it's at the Fairmont Hotel. Is that right? That's correct. That's right. And so is the yeah. is the is the rooftop the restaurant or is there like two levels where one level is down below and then there's the rooftop? There's two levels. So that you're you're okay. well actually there's three. There's the hotel level the, the okay. restaurant, I think, is a little bit recessed, and then the rooftop is your oyster bar up top. And gotcha. what was neat about it is because it is the Fairmont, you get the experience of the really, really, really small elevator, <laughs> no matter where you're going. It's, uh, it, you know, you fit two or three people in there, and you're squeezing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, just a really yeah. neat character building and a great, great couple of places to have a drink and have a bite. Very good. Praise for Nona Osteria. Uh, at the Fairmont Hotel on South Alamo. Thank you. First call on the dish for that one. First time we've had a call on the dish for that one. Jim, thank you very much. Appreciate it, sir. You have a good weekend. 210-599-5555 as we talk restaurants. And Donna is with us on a Friday night on KTSA. Hi, Donna. Hi. Um, yeah, I wanted to give a praise to Williams Confectionery slash The Gathering on uh, 12107 Tupperwine and Live Oak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, Tell me what you have. It's nothing, it's nothing as fancy as the previous person was talking about. It's just uh, what I would call down-home cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have a special every day, like with meatloaf or chicken fried steak. Or, well, my favorite, I'll tell you, is, is when they have Thursdays, they have pork chops. And they have a smothered or fried. And it comes with this thing called a pineapple casserole, which is... I don't even know what's all in it, except for sure I know it's It's just delicious, so it's really mm. this, out of this world. They serve breakfast all day. Now they mm. do have they're open seven a to seven p, so you don't you can't be eating there late. But right. it's for nine dollars for the lunch special, lunch and dinner special. It's just uh, I, I I can't beat it. I mean, yeah, no, I love I love Williams Confectionery. Did you get to try any of the pastries or any of the baked things? Oh, well, I've had their cookies, their cinnamon rolls, and uh, one of their pies, yes. I tried it. They they could have made a business just on the baked goods, but to have all the the things they have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're right, it is really a cool place, and it's it's kind of a little bit off the beaten path. It's not maybe where you'd expect to find a restaurant, but it's a really good place. Yeah, I'm glad you you like it. I hope you get to go back there again. Oh, 
so do I. But I just wanted to, you know, I think they should be recognized. They're, they cook a fine meal for a fine price. They definitely do. Nicely done, Donna. Thank you. Appreciate your call tonight on The Dish. Praise for Williams Confectionery, 12107 Topper Wine Road. Last call we had was April of uh, of last year, and uh, that was praise for the chicken fried steak. And she mentioned that. She mentioned the meatloaf. And, the sm- and people always mention the smothered pork chops. That's always a big hit at Williams Confectionery. 210-599-5555. And Brown is on The Dish. Happy Friday, Brown. Happy Friday, Jack. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you, I haven't eaten there in a while, but I, I went to Schlotsky's over by uh, Blanco right there by Churchill High School. Oh, yeah. yeah. And when I, when I walked in, my gosh, man, I was just hit with the beautiful smell of cinnamon buns. And it was mm. like, just just walked in, my mouth was watering already, and I you know, I hadn't ordered anything there in a while, so I kind of went with the turkey bacon club sandwich they have there on the jalapeno bread. Wow. Like 10 bucks. I, I literally had three meals right there. That sandwich was so huge. It was unbelievable. And then they have their own uh, brand of potato chips there. So I got the black pepper, uh, cracked black pepper chips. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't been in a place that actually gave you a pickle sphere in a while. And I had one of those. And I was like, really? And, uh, man, it's, it was it was right on. But, you know, the thing that got me, though, was their soft drink machine. Okay, this is why I'm calling in. Okay. I knew that, that A&W root beer, they make cream soda and they make root beer, right? I didn't okay. know that they had peach-flavored cream soda. Are you I didn't know that either. I mean, I think... How have we been alive this plant, long and not I, known that? I don't know. You know, I know this, this state, everybody loves their Big Red, right? I found Big Red makes Big Peach, and I love the Big Peach. But that soda, that peach, A&W root beer, knocked that Big Peach out of wow. the water, man. Oh, Look at that. I, was, I, I literally had so much sandwich and... I felt guilty by going back and getting a fifth drink. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever get around to the cinnamon rolls, or did you not make it to that? I didn't. I was I was too full. I walked. You out were of too full of peach soda. Belly. Oh. I had a Buddha belly, and you could hear me moving. I mean, that's how much food I had in my belly. <laughs> if you're looking for Brown this weekend, he'll be in the restroom. All right. So, <laughs> praise for Schlotsky's 11803 Blanco in the Churchill neighborhood, and try the A&W peach soda. Brown, good to hear from you, sir. Have a good weekend. KTSA AccuWeather says there's a very slight chance of rain tomorrow afternoon. We're going to have to explain to young children what's, what's happening. You know, they're going to have a lot of questions about that. Never, never seen anything like this. Raining. All right. Um, you know that uh, an unhealthy diet can uh, contribute to diseases, which can ultimately shorten your lifespan. But there's a theory that certain foods... Uh, actually affect your lifespan. In other words, they've done, I guess, the math at the University of Michigan. They call it the health burden of different foods. And uh, they've come up with uh, foods that can shorten your life expectancy. The worst ones, the worst foods for shortening your life expectancy are uh, soft drinks, 
A single serving of a soft drink takes 13 minutes off your average lifespan. Hope you're enjoying that, uh, you know, A&W peach soda there. Uh, a double cheeseburger takes nine minutes off your lifespan, but, oh, isn't it worth it? When you really got to have a cheeseburger, right? Pizza, eight minutes. Bacon, seven minutes. So foods that add minutes to your life. And I'm not sure why this one would be on there, but it says a peanut butter and jelly sandwich adds 33 minutes to your life. I'm going to live forever because I've had a lot of peanut butter and jellies, PB&J. Baked salmon adds 14 minutes. A banana adds 13 minutes. So I guess if you do the math, you could probably just kind of combine, like, you know, I'm going to have a soft drink and a double cheeseburger, and then later on I'm going to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I'm all... Evened out. Did it for you. Show your work. 210-599-5555. Steve is next on the dish on KTSA. Happy Friday night, Steve. How you doing, Jack? I'm good, sir. How are you? I can't complain, even though it's as hot as it is for what I do for yeah. a living. But yeah. anyway, I was just listening to what you said. It, it, you know, it, it really surprised me how many minutes... I shaved off my life for all the years. I ate double meat, double yeah. cheese, and yeah. Wonder we're even still stuff, here. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna. That's that's not gonna do me in. Anyway, uh, Zito's over on uh, Broadway, right around yes. the corner from where I live, has yes. got a serious. And you, you eat the whole sandwich, you're going to get a food coma. I mean, <laughs> it's it's worth it. It it yeah. beats. Uh, it beats Slotsky's hands down, big yes. time. Yeah. Oh, it's and better than it's better than any of those chain places. Any of them. You're right. Yeah, and you know it's only open half a day, and there's only two restaurants that I know of, and there was one on Callahan, and I'm thinking that's still there, uh, but I definitely know the one on on uh, Broadway around the corner from me over here is still there. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to give those guys a, 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 a chime up because, man, they make a great sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says here on the website that the Callahan location is still open. I did not, uh, wasn't sure about that either. But the one you're talking about is 8800 Broadway, and it's just outside yes, 410 on uh, on Broadway. It's on your right as you go up Broadway. It's a great place. Yeah, great. It's, 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 it's old, kind of a it's, it's kind of your classic Italian deli, like you would find probably like a lot of places like that in like a. You know, like a New York or a Philadelphia, right? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a real big connoisseur of sandwiches, but since I do what I do for a living, I'm familiar with Schlotzky's. But, yep. man, they can't hold a candle to Zito's. You got that right. People should check it out. Steve, I'm glad you Absolutely. called, sir. You have a good weekend, and thank you for calling in. It's been quite a while. We haven't had a call on Zito's since 2020. 8800 Broadway, Zito's Deli. And also 6007 Callahan Road. So I, I, I remember they opened one on Blanco and it closed pretty quickly. It didn't make it. So I don't know if they're going to, if their plans are to have more of them or they're just going to have these two. But two is better than none and we're glad to have them. 210 599 5555. Yeah, that sandwich that he's talking about called the Sirius, that's probably going to take more minutes than anything on this list. So. Anyway, I don't know if I even believe this theory, but uh, 
says here that um, a handful of mixed nuts can add 26 minutes to a person's life. By the way, uh, here's a weird story. I haven't had enough of those already. See if you notice what I notice in this story. This is a sports story. Um, a rugby player, a rugby player named Jack Johnson, make your own joke, um, is recovering after one of his testicles exploded during a practice last week, a teammate's knee colliding with his groin. Uh, causing one of the uh, testicles of this uh, British rugby player to explode. And he said that it was his favorite testicle. And I'm sorry to have a discussion that probably women can't relate to here, but guys, just if, if you'll just bear with us for a minute, I'm trying to understand how you could have a favorite. I, I really don't, I don't know how that could be. And if you have two of them, I would think you would equally be fond of, of both. How, how is there a favorite one? Does one do something the other one doesn't do? I thought they kind of worked together, you know? Some people only have one. But he says it was his favorite testicle. And um, I'm almost kind of sorry I read this story because I don't want to think about it. I want to I wash that whole idea image word out of my mind exploded grief rugby is serious though you know we, we think of foot in this country we think of football as a really you know that's a really tough sport you know if you watch people play rugby it's like medieval you know you get the feeling that like rugby is probably like that's probably like what what military combat was like 500 years ago you know and they're, they're they're not messing around and they're and it's violent so probably a lot of these injuries. I bet you're on more than the 14-day disabled list with that. Thank God it's... I'm Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I'm a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Wouldn't have heard that from Spiro Agnew. All right, 6.53 on KTSA. Um, on the JR poll, would you eat at a restaurant that banned cell phones and required men to wear a jacket to dinner, as a restaurant in Fort Worth now does? Uh, we asked you about that idea. 79% said yes. 21% said no, thank you. And we'll have a new JR poll on Monday at 4. But you can always find it at KTSA.com. By the way, you can find our show anytime. If it's easier for you to catch up on the weekends uh, or at a different time of day, I have people tell me all the time, I, I take the dog for a walk in the morning, I work in the garden in the morning, that's when I listen, or you listen on the weekend, or you miss missed a show this week, you can get whole episode podcasts on the Jack Riccardi page at KTSA.com. Adam is next on The Dish on KTSA. Adam, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday. We're calling in today about Ball Hog Barbecue over on Houston Street on the east side by the AT&T Center. Uh, really good food. We had barbecue chicken, uh, the ribs and the brisket, all fantastic. 
the sides were out of this world. Out of this world. Really good stuff. Wow. But, like what were the uh, sides? Well, we had the uh, we had the macaroni and cheese, and we had uh, uh, green beans and bacon. You know, like the yeah, I mean best green bean bacon, not even a, not a casserole really, but just oh man, really good, yeah. a lot of flavor. So wow. really impressive. And we talked to the owner of the place, and he's a whole nother story. That's almost I wish you guys could interview the guy. He was telling us how he takes at-risk youths and uh and he, he had a whole bunch of them right before covid and wanted to build a restaurant and he got all these kids to build the place with their own hands and a lot of them still work there and he's got them jobs at other restaurants and really interesting guy really neat guy we so, should we should find out do you, do you know his name offhand it's hubert something uh, uh hubert brown i believe but okay. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should really. What is it? Yeah, yeah. He's also got a place in the AT and T Center, and he's open in another location that's going to do fried food and like wings and things like that. But wow. we haven't. They haven't opened that yet. But the barbecue is really good. That really does sound good. good. Yeah, I, how did you? How did you come to try it. this place, or how did you find it? <laughs> we were we were delivering the the cooling kits for Meals on Wheels over oh, in the neighborhood okay. and. And I got hangry, and I had to. I led there to try that. <laughs> we, we pulled in just out of sheer luck and found it. But yeah. Wow! It's really good. So, well, that's a cool story of how you found it. It sounds like he has a cool story, and it sounds like a really great place. I'm glad you called. Thank you, Adam, and thanks for doing what you do for Meals on Wheels. You're a good man. Thank you. So, praise for Ball Hogs Barbecue, and it's 2941 East Houston. And try the sides. It's funny how often when people call in a barbecue place. I mean, obviously, if you liked a barbecue place, you had to have liked one or more of the meats. But it's very common when people are praising a barbecue place. They'll go, oh, and the sides are really good, too. Because I do I do think there are places, and I won't name names, but there are places where the meat is fantastic, but the sides are forgettable. And when you have both, when you have you know, perfectly done barbecue chicken or perfectly done brisket or whatever it might be, whatever your favorite go-to thing is, and then the sides are also good, you realize that doesn't have to be an afterthought, right? That can be like a a beautiful combination. That's what they're there for, right? So anyway, thank you for that, and uh, thanks to everybody that called on the dish. Thanks for all the dad jokes. Um, I'm thinking we'll, you know, every so many Fridays we'll we'll do dad jokes. Not every Friday, you know. But just like, you know, every so often. Because the thing about dad jokes is they're making them all the time. You know what I mean? Like the factory, they've put on three shifts. They never close. They're essential. So there's always new ones being being created. Dads never give up. That's, that's our nature. Anyway, I hope you have a good weekend. I hope we get a little bit of rain. I hope you get a lot of rain. And I'll see you back live on the radio Monday at 4.